This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C, senor. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Entormation Complex. This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. For this Monday, the 25th of March, the year of our Lord 2019. One of the biggest news days in the last 50 years. This morning, under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager, who else? Robert Muller. Robert F. Mueller. The F stands for freaking. Robert freaking Mueller, our general manager this morning. (laughs) Oh, do we have some good stuff for you. Those of you whose ears are especially closely attuned to the show think, wait a minute, I don't hear Jack's voice. No, Jack's not here today, which is uh, something, Uh, but he will be calling in a bit later on. Right. Um, so we will look forward to hearing from him and his thoughts on the release of the, um, well, the uh, the, the uh, unleashing of the Mueller report to the Justice Department and the Justice Department's ex- uh, description of said report, which I have in front of me, and we will be sharing in its entirety in a few minutes. You will hear everything you need to hear from uh, the Attorney General's letter to uh, the heavyweights of Congress, essentially describing what's in the report. We will be discussing this morning the legal slash political implications of the report, the humiliation of the mainstream media. We may spend so much time on that, we don't have time for anything else. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, We will be talking about the desperate sad, pathetic efforts to keep the story going in some quarters. And we will point out some of the things that uh, don't look great for the president, honestly, but you'll have a good, solid idea what's happening and why and and what it probably means going forward. And here's why you'll have a pretty good idea. Because we're not so wildly, like, horny teenager enthusiastic about one outcome or the other that we're just going to go wild in one direction and ignore everything in the other direction, which seems to be the fashion these days. (laughs) But that's not what we do around here. Anyway, in keeping with our tradition, our egalitarian uh, beliefs, let's introduce everyone on the squad as we get going, it's our board operator, Michelangelo. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I got to admit, I broke down um, over the past weekend. I hired a handyman for one low price, and he came in and did all the things that needed to be done in the house. And uh, I, it was amazing to watch him fix it. He, he would just, like, in 30 seconds to a minute, he'd say, oh, I got a tool for that. Bam! Okay, next thing, next thing, next thing. And so right. he was one of a seasoned pro. He was great, and he had, like, 20 years' experience, and... It was just, this stuff was a joke to him, you know? You know, it's true, Michael, and I was way, way too poor to hire anybody to do any work for me for years, and so I had to learn to do everything, repairing our our home, with with the able assistance of my wife, who's every bit as good at me, as good as me at that sort of thing. Um, The first time you do something is incredibly slow, 
Yeah. The second time gets substantially better. The third time you do something, you could do it in the fifth of the time of the first time you did it, and it just keeps getting quicker and quicker. You know, I've never been good at doing that type of stuff, and I realize why. It's not that I can't do it. It's I just don't have the patience to do it. I just get right. frustrated halfway through, and then it's just... I don't have the, the will to push through, you know? You know, I have at times enjoyed, as dad, uh, my my godlike reputation for making things work that didn't work before. Um, I appreciate the admiration of my wife and my children. And uh, on the other hand, though, as the, the kids got big, I had to admit to them, look, it's not hard at all. I mean, any dope can do this. You just got to pull on that, then straighten that, and then put that back in its place, and it'll work fine. So... Oh, well, so much for being a god. Uh, Positive Sean, hello. Your smile uh, lights up the room, et cetera, et cetera. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm doing very well. There's the uh, the March Madness, the spring silliness. You know about this college basketball tournament that's going on? Well, for, for four years in a row, NCAA.com, in addition to ESPN, CBS, Yahoo, Fox, and Sports Illustrated, they they pool all of their brackets, and they track how long the last perfect bracket has it goes and then they just and, and then they announce it. These are brackets filled out by regular human beings yes, or yes. their staffers. Regular, no, yeah, just people. the regular okay. human. So right. anybody who signs. Excellent. So this is like millions of brackets. Right. Okay. For the first time in those four years, there is a bracket still intact as we head into the Sweet Sixteen. Oh. Yeah. If if you are to just flipping a coin of doing this uh, and getting forty eight games in a row, the odds are one in, and I don't even know what this number is. It has four commas, one, two, three, four commas in it. That's way too big of a number. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the first time in millions and millions of brackets, there is a perfect bracket going into the Sweet 16. Well, and with every round, your chance of being uh, flawless gets better. Right. Because there are fewer games. Yeah, wow, interesting. Well, we'll have to see. I mean... If it does end perfect, the name of this sage will be known worldwide. Uh, yeah, uh, Center Road is no, the... No, 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 okay. no, no. If it's perfect. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have room in my brain to remember their name until they're perfect. <laughs> Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Good morning, Marshall. Good morning. My scheme, my friends, is working. America continues to pour money into my rollover saving account. No one scored the Powerball jackpot on Saturday, so it is now worth at least $750 million. People who set their hearts on impossible things seem to be our theme this morning. Indeed. Well, but your odds of winning in this are just are 1 in 292. That's probably much better odds than your bracketeer over there. One in 292. Million. Million. Thank yeah. you. You left off kind of a big well, part there. Thank yeah. you. There. I thought yeah, I'd give yeah. everybody so, kind of a, ooh, yeah. what? The mic cut out there for a second. Let me <laughs> yeah. get out my electrical tools. I'm pretty good at that. Maybe I can see if I can fix it there. Uh, yeah, 292 million. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, listen, we have so much to get to. Uh, mailbag is going to consist of the uh, the the uh, Attorney General Barr letter, uh, which you need to hear. It's so interesting in so many ways. That's coming up in a moment or two. But let's uh, begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. It's a very, very bad day for CNN. I have to tell you, there should be hanging their head in shame. <laughs> oh, yeah. If CNN had the capacity for shame, they wouldn't do what they do every single day. Uh, but yes, they should be hanging their, their head in shame, as should the New York Times and the Washington Post and MSNBC and NBC, ABC, CBS, USA Today, Reuters, the AP, most of Congress, two-thirds of the Senate. <laughs> Pretty much 45% of the population of Washington, D.C. 
and many others. So the important questions before us, how, how severely and enjoyably can we kick the media? What does the exoneration on the Russia but not on obstruction of justice mean? And much, much more. Stay with us. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. the independent council, which that statute was allowed to expire after right. Bill Clinton, which can be a runaway thing of its own. But at least that's controlled by Congress, right? right. In this, which you know it'll leak. If it got to Congress, it comes out that day, right? But the, the fact that, the, that this investigation takes place within the Justice Department, which Donald Trump essentially controls, and that he got rid of the problem, Jeff Sessions, who the one decent thing that he did was just recuse himself, mm-hmm. um, this guy is not recused. It feels like the seeds of a cover-up are here. Well, you're an idiot is the issue, I think. How dare you? (laughs) I've I've missed Jeff Sessions and that Jeff Sessions tape. Glad to hear it back, fellas. How dare you? Right. Uh, So that was uh, Joy Reid on MSNBC. I just thought you might be amused by that. The Mueller report was handed over to the Justice Department. uh, The Mueller report, is that the the new Netflix show? Nope, nope. It's on after Judge Janine. On uh, Fox okay. News Sunday night. Now, the Mueller report uh, came out and the, the, they handed it over to the Justice Department. They spent a couple of days, I guess it went there Friday. They spent a couple of days uh, pouring through it as it is hundreds of pages long. And then issued a four-page summary <clears throat> because they knew everybody was frothing at the mouth like rabid dogs. Uh, mailbag this. Oh, I'm sorry. Mailbag. All right. Turn off the music. That's enough of the music. <laughs> mailbag uh, is uh, the... Summary, the letter to Lindsey Graham, Gerald Nadler, Diane Feinstein, and Doug Collins um, from uh, old Bill Barr, the Attorney General, describing what is in the Mueller report. I will read substantial chunks of it to you. Uh, some of it's just kind of formal government speaking, not really relevant to anything anybody cares about, but uh, it is really something. And we will absolutely get to the humiliation of the American media and the continuing obligation so many media members feel to keep going with the dance as if they hadn't been completely humiliated. This morning, I was curious to hear what I would hear, and um, it did not impress me. But anyway, here's uh, what the attorney general has written uh, ostensibly to the the main people in the Senate, but really... um, I'm sure it's the Senate and the House, but but really to the American people. The Mueller report explains that the special counsel and his staff thoroughly investigated allegations that members of the presidential campaign of Donald J. Trump and others associated with it conspired with the Russian government in its efforts to interfere in the 2016 U.S. presidential election or sought to obstruct the related federal investigations. In the report, the special counsel noted that in completing his investigation, he employed 19 lawyers who were assisted by a team of approximately 40 FBI agents, intelligence analysts, forensic accountants, and other professional staff. The special counsel issued more than 2,800 subpoenas, executed nearly 500 search warrants, obtained more than 230 orders for communications records, issued almost 50 orders authorizing use of pen registers. Wow, 50 orders for pen registers. 
Can somebody Google what a pen register is? I've never heard that term in my life. And made 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence and interviewed, get this, approximately 500 witnesses. I need to stop very briefly here. The idea that Adam Bullshiff, which is the name he will carry for the rest of his days, at least when it comes out of my mouth, Adam Bullshiff is saying, well, we're not sad. There still is evidence of collusion, and our committee is going to continue investigating. The idea that a congressional committee with its limited subpoena powers and limited investigators and staff and the rest of it is going to somehow do something that Mueller and his 40 FBI agents and 2,800 subpoenas and 500 witnesses couldn't do in two years is laughable. Of course, Adam Bullshiff is laughable. Going on with the letter. The special counsel obtained a number of indictments and convictions of individuals and entities in connection with his investigation, all of which have been publicly disclosed. During the course of his investigation, the special counsel also referred several matters to other offices for further action. The report does not recommend any further indictments, uh, nor are there any special sealed indictments. Below, I summarize the principal conclusions set out in the special counsel's report. The special counsel's report is divided into two parts. The first describes the results of the special counsel's investigation into Russia's interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. The report outlines the Russian effort to influence the election document crimes committed by persons associated with the Russian government in connection with those efforts. Um, the report further explains that a primary consideration for the special counsel's investigation was whether any Americans, including individuals associated with the Trump campaign, joined the Russian conspiracies to influence the election, which would be a federal crime. The special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 U.S. presidential election. As the report states, and I quote, and he quotes, the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in election interference activities. Now, there's a lot of, but part of the dance, um, departing obviously from the text of the letter, part of the dance that's continuing in the media and among uh, just unfiltered partisans who don't even pause to consider the truth, they just try to score political points. Um, the dance that's going on is is parsing individual little words in that sentence, and we'll get to that. Um, it's it's mostly ridiculous, but yeah, there are people arguing over that wording. Um, they mentioned the special counsel determined there were two main Russian efforts to influence the 2016 election. First involved attempts by a Russian organization, the Internet Research Agency, to conduct disinformation social media operations designed to show social discord, um, eventually with the aim of interfering with the election. We've all heard about that. As noted above, uh, they found no U.S. person or Trump campaign official or associate conspired or knowingly coordinated in those efforts. Second element involved the Russian government's effort to conduct computer hacking operations designed to gather and disseminate information to influence the election. The special counsel found the Russian government actors successfully hacked into computers and got emails uh, from the Clinton campaign and Democratic Party organizations and publicly disseminated those materials through uh, various intermediaries, including WikiLeaks. Um, Based on these activities, the special counsel brought criminal charges against a number of Russian military officers, etc., etc., but as noted above, the special counsel did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these efforts, despite multiple offers from Russian-affiliated individuals to assist the Trump campaign. There's a bit of parsing and desperately clinging to 
Not only, and they're not clinging to straws. Straws would be great compared to what they're clinging to. They're clinging to granules of sugar at this point. Um, <clears throat> I mean, for instance, the, the sad and pathetic, but oh, in that speech, he said, Russia, please hack. That obvious joke about Hillary's disappeared emails. And then the obstruction of justice charge. We don't have time to read this to you because it's fairly lengthy. We'll hit you with the highlights in the next segment. But the long and short of it is the report sets out evidence on both sides of the question, whether the president and his people obstructed justice and leaves unresolved as to whether all those actions could be viewed as obstruction. Some might think they are. Some might think they're not. Was Mueller's kind of non-conclusion conclusion. And he said, you're the attorney general. You figured out. The attorney general said, no, there's no obstruction here. And that's kind of controversial, but we'll talk about that as well. Um, And I think I have a very reasonable explanation for why Mueller said what he said. Marshall will have the news for us in moments. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. say you learn something new every day. Some days what I learn is I'd like to hide in a cave and never pay attention to the news again, but a pen register, which Mueller did almost 50 of, is a an electronic device, sometimes called a dialed number recorder, that recalls all numbers called from a particular phone line. So that was part of the investigation. They essentially tap phones to figure out who is calling who. The term has come to include any device or program that performs similar functions to the original pen register, including programs monitoring Internet communications. So it was almost 50 warrants for who's calling who, who's emailing who, who's texting whom, uh, etc. So that's in addition to the... 19 lawyers, 40 FBI agents, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, 230 orders for communications records, 13 requests to foreign governments, and approximately 500 witnesses. Positive, Sean. And this is different from a regular phone tap because it only says, these number talk to this number, not necessarily what was said in that conversation. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Marshall Phillips has plenty of news. Marshall. i got to tell you, as you know, 22 months later, the Mueller report finally dropped on Friday. And then two days after, Mueller sent the findings of his Russia investigation to Attorney General Bill Barr. Barr summarized the findings in a four-page letter. Now, he writes in that letter, the special counsel found no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. But on obstruction of justice, Barr quotes Mueller's report. While this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. Barr wrote then the decision was left to him and that he and his deputy, Rod Rosenstein, determined the evidence... Rod Rosenstein, who served eight years with Barack Obama, is no Republican. Correct. And was hailed by the left repeatedly. Correct. Just keeping in mind that he's still around, which was really a masterstroke stroke by Barr and Trump to keep Rosenstein around for... Well, because he's supposed to be pretty good at his job, and also for reasons of credibility. But go on, please. All right. Anyway, he and Rosenstein determined the evidence is, quote, not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. End of quote. After the summary came out, President uh, Trump was telling reporters, It was just announced 
There was no collusion with Russia. There was no obstruction and none whatsoever. And it was a complete and total exoneration. Well, there's the president as carnival barker and promoter. A little subtlety lost there, but that's Trump. The president going on to add, It's a shame that our country had to go through this. To be honest, it's a shame that your president has had to go through this for before I even got elected. It began. And it began illegally. And hopefully somebody's going to look at the other side. This was an illegal takedown that failed. I will tell you this, to that point, there are things that happened with the uh, Steele dossier and the original Carter Page warrant, which which opened this entire Pandora's mm-hmm. box, whether Carter Page was colluding with the Russians or up to what. Right. And the way the, uh, the FBI and the Justice Department got those warrants was really hinky, really weak, really bad. And listen, if you're some uh, progressive type who hates Trump, I'm telling you, seriously, as a friend, if we let the so-called, you know, uh, authorities, including the intelligence services and the FBI, the Justice Department, kind of do whatever they want on the thinnest pretext and investigate whoever they want and get warrants for whatever they want and based on flimsy, flimsy, half-ass hack documents like the Steele dossier, we don't want to live in that country, man. That's that's not healthy. It's it's bad. So more on that to come. On the other side of the aisle, House Judiciary Chair Democrat Jerry Nadler does not agree with the president's idea he's been exonerated. President Trump is wrong. This report does not amount to a so-called total exoneration. Special Counsel Mueller was clear that his report, quote, does not exonerate, close quote, the president. There you go. Absolutely correct. On the other hand, that tack and the uh, we're going to continue to investigate thing and the, well, there, uh, uh, the Mueller report is incomplete uh, or the we need every word of the Mueller all that stuff is suicide. Democrats, you're committing political suicide. Nobody wants that. Now, I would prefer Republicans win the next election. I don't hide that. So if if old man Nadler and Adam Bullshift want to keep going with that, I say full steam ahead, boys, because that's as stupid as stupid can be. So much of this just comes from the fact that they hung everything on the collusion angle sure. of this. Mm-hmm. And that was their whole line of attack for the months, years going into this. Right. And so it leaves very little room for them to say, oh, no, actually, we were just interested in how compromised is he? Or is it right that right. they just they didn't give themselves that exit ramp? Right. And the media, absolutely the same. Yeah. The humiliation of the American right. media is just... it's. it's a, well, it's as humiliating as can be. Well, gentlemen, the Sweet 16 matchups are set for the NCAA tournament after a wild first weekend. The uh, Sweet 16 is going to be taking place on Thursday and Friday. It'll be spread between four regional sites around the country. Ninth-seeded UCF missed two layups in the final seconds as top-seeded Duke managed to survive 77-76. This was the missed tip-in. Here we go. Inbound out to Taylor. Jones is on him. Taylor driving. Drive it in. Banks it up. No. Put back. In and out. And Duke survives. 
Uh, Just barely. That kid will replay that layup and the other one, the attempted tip in for the rest of his life. Yeah. And UCF, they uh, they have a man named Taco on their team. Excellent. Al- already love him. Oh, the delicious Mexican sandwich that, that is, is the Taco. Mm-hmm. That man named Taco not a sandwich. Is, is seven feet <laughs> six a, inches it tall. It is a sandwich, yes. He's seven, seven feet six. That's very six tall. Inches He's tall. a rangy lad. Finished his college career shattering the field goal percentage record for a collegiate player. He made some, mm. like 70-something percent of his buckets over wow. his course of uh, his career. Wow, yeah. wow. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And Sean, how long is that greatest hits of collusion claim? Uh, it's like 90 seconds. You know what? We're going to run a little late, but I really want to talk about the obstruction of justice stuff in the next segment. So I say we hit it. I wouldn't be surprised if, for example, this week on Friday, he is going to be delivering what I think are going to be his indictments, the final indictments. I would not be surprised. If there were a number of indictments that still were going to come down the pike, there are indictments in this president's future. That's a bombshell. The bombshell. This bombshell. Drop the bombshell. Bombshell accusation. Bombshell accusation. This is evidence of willingness to commit collusion. If this BuzzFeed News report is true, then we are likely on our way to possible impeachment proceedings. If this story is true, we must begin impeachment proceedings. Uh, This is suborning perjury. I think there's no question it's an impeachable offense. And at that point, we are in high crimes and misdemeanor, and we are in impeachment territory. Right. This president needs to be impeached. Impeachment is the remedy. I mean, the president can't... It's the only this. remedy. The spirit of what Trump did is clearly treasonous. This is moving into perjury, false statements, uh, and even into potentially treason. There's outright treason. I mean, there is no question. I think he's feeling the noose around his neck. The, the noose is tightening. Oh. And I think they're shocked that the noose is tightening. He feels the noose is tightening. The noose is tightening. The sound of hoofbeats of all those investigations catching up with Donald Trump must be loud in his ears. Hmm. He may be the first president uh, in quite some time to face the real prospect of jail time. People might go to jail. You're exactly right. For the rest of their lives. I think they're all going to jail. Well, I think they're all going to end up together in prison and maybe that's a good thing. Oh my God. He has no idea that he's going down. You're confident that at least some Trump associates will wind up in jail. If I was betting, I would say yes. Well, (laughs) they should be ashamed of yourselves. I'll I'll grant you that. There are some in jail. To be fair, there was one clip of the view in there, which... Yeah, please, come on. Yeah, a bunch of hens yakking. Um, Yeah, and and those who went to jail process crimes and, like, old crimes from back in the earlier days. The whole obstruction of justice question, I have in my own head a very satisfying explanation for all of it. Uh, I will offer it to you. I'd be curious to hear if any of you uh, disagree or, or would like to add on it or what have you. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, more to come. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What sort of collusion? Trump, Russian, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, metal collusion. Trump, Russia, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, potentially collusion. Trump, Russia, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, collusion. Trump, Russia, Russian collusion. Trump, Russia, possible collusion. Trump, Russian, possible collusion. Everybody 
people who do that stuff they must have unlimited time <laughs> or, or trust fund kids or i don't know professional music uh, producers with nobody in the studio but i love those remixes <laughs> sean we got to play that like 10 times today it's hilarious so listen uh the letter from old uh, bill Barr, the attorney general explaining what the Mueller report says says absolutely no collusion um by trump or anybody who worked with him uh which is not to say that and this is this is the problem with the media and why the media so completely humiliated itself. And, and Matt Taibbi has written a brilliant piece about that. And we'll, we'll touch on that today and probably hit it fairly thoroughly tomorrow. But just because you talk to a Russian guy in Washington, D.C. at some banquet or something doesn't make it, you know, horrific. They're all over the place. They've got a giant embassy. They have diplomats. They have, you know, just Russian nationals are allowed to be in the United States. And sometimes people talk to them. But that's not collusion. And the media made every single contact seem ominous and horrible. But to the question of obstruction of justice, what Barr said in his letter is, um, the report's second part addresses a number of actions of the president, most of which have been the subject of public reporting that the special counsel investigated is potentially raising obstruction of justice concerns. After making a thorough factual investigation into these matters, the special counsel considered whether to evaluate the conduct under department standards governing prosecution, but ultimately determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment. Special counsel, therefore, did not draw a conclusion one way or the other as to whether the examined conduct constituted obstruction. And they said it's difficult to figure it out. And then the attorney general goes on to explain what it takes to prosecute for obstruction of justice. And they said they the special counsel recognized that, quote, the evidence does not establish that the president was involved in an underlying crime related to Russian election interference, and that, while not determinative, the absence of such evidence bears upon the president's intent with respect to obstruction. And and what he's trying to explain is, since the president didn't collude and nobody colluded and he knew nobody colluded, or he certainly thought so, it's extremely difficult to show that he had a frame of mind saying, I've got to cover this up and obstruct justice. Now, you don't have to have an underlying crime, but if you don't, it makes it a lot tougher to prove. Um, and then he goes on to say, uh, in cataloging the president's actions, many of which took place in public view, the report identifies no action that, in our judgment, constitutes obstructive conduct, had a nexus to a pending or com- contemplated proceeding, and were done with corrupt intent, each of which, under the department's principles of federal prosecution, would need to be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to establish an obstruction of justice offense. Saying, in summary, yeah, he did some stuff that looked kind of obstruction-y, but there's no underlying crime. It's really hard to show his state of mind and his intent. And it's very difficult to show that it was in relation to a, a specific 
um, uh, action that the government was taking. So it would be an extremely flimsy case, and we couldn't prove it, so we're going to dismiss it. Now, some Democrats are saying uh, Bill Barr was biased from the beginning. He said he didn't think the president could be indicted from the beginning. So he's the wrong guy to determine whether or not that evidence is strong enough. You know, he had Rod Rosenstein sitting by his side. They both signed off on it. And I'm telling you, they would never, ever, ever get a conviction based on everything that's happened publicly. Now, with the caveat that if there's secret stuff in there I haven't heard, fair enough. But both uh, Mueller and Barr went to the trouble of saying um, almost all of what we're talking about in terms of instructions already been publicly reported. So I assume we're not missing anything terribly important. Here's my explanation of it. Donald J. Trump, the head of Trump Incorporated, had a particular management style and has had it all through his years in real estate. And it was an uncomfortable match for the responsibilities of the president of the United States. The president can't act like Donald Trump has acted in running his real estate empire through the years, just for various reasons of ethics. And the relationship between the White House and the Department of Justice is very, very different than the relationship between the office of Donald Trump, real estate magnate, and, say, the contractors who are building a golf course and resort. And and Trump adapted to his new office more slowly than he could have and less comfortably than he could have. And Trump, the president, was acting like Trump, the real estate guy, in terms of his relationship with James Comey and the FBI and the Justice Department. And he was telling them, look, for instance, and this is a big for instance, this is the for instance, look, none of my people colluded. I didn't collude. This is dumb. This is a witch hunt. It's a distraction. It's a waste of time and money. Look, you know that, right? You got to stop this crap. Which Donald J. Trump real estate guy, he said stuff like that all the time. Donald J. Trump president, I don't think, had a real appreciation for the fact that even saying that to Jim Comey or telling him, listen, the Michael Flynn thing, he's a good guy. Let's not throw him in jail over... You know, not disclosing that he talked to old fat Sergey Kislyak. I mean, it's just not that big a deal. That's it's that's dangerous ground as a president. It's unwise just because of the appearance of things. But I, I just, you know, those of you who don't like Trump or, or think he's not a good president, or I'm telling you, I think he adapted to the responsibilities and the ethics of the office kind of slowly, and he's still adapting. So some of the stuff that I would class as kind of ill-advised or uh, or uh, impolitic or undiplomatic or even dumb um, kind of looked like obstruction of justice from a certain point of view. But old man Mueller looked at it for, for almost two years with an unlimited budget and hundreds of subpoenas and witnesses and the rest of it. And he said, you know, if you look at this, it, it kind of looks like obstruction of justice, but I don't know. I don't know. He literally, well, no, he didn't. I'm sorry. He figuratively said, I don't know. And he handed over, uh, handed it over to the Justice Department, and, and Bob, uh, Bill Barr said, no, we could never, ever get a conviction on this stuff. Forget it. Now, there will be an argument going forward whether Rosenstein and Barr were fair uh, arbiters of whether there ought to be obstruction charges. And you know what? Honestly, I could see that. It's Trump's Justice Department. I think the presence of Rod Rosenstein, 
the uh, eight-year Obama appointee, the thorn in the president's side, um, and the fact that he said, yep, I agree. You know, that's got to carry some weight. Unless you think he's a coward or terrified of, uh, of, of Barr. I mean, why would he be? If Rod Rosenstein were to say right now, I disagree completely. I think he obstructed justice, and I'm not working for this crooked-ass justice department. I'm out. If he said that, he would be a hero for the rest of his living days. To the left, and to the never-Trump Republicans, too. He would be a hero for the rest of his days, and probably quadruple his income tomorrow. But he didn't say that, and he's not saying that. So, like I say, it's a legitimate question. I just think it's been answered pretty solidly. No collusion, no charges for obstruction. Much more to come. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty Show.